Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello once again, and thank you for joining us for the Financial Fun Podcast. Today our guest is the lovely and extremely busy Danica D'Souza. Thank you for joining us, Danica. Thanks for having me. So, Danica, tell us what it is that you do. What is your business, your passion? I am a mortgage broker. I've been doing it for almost 10 years now. I My passion is definitely helping clients realize what their home potential is. Some people think that they have to be completely debt-free to move from their smaller home or their condominium or something like that into a bigger home, and that's just not the case. And I like to be able to show people kind of their options and um, what their opportunities for home ownership really is. And what what is your family situation, my dear? Uh, I'm part of a big family. Um, I have my husband, Mark, who is a senior compliance analyst with Brookfield, and I have four beautiful children with him. We have uh, Selena, that is seven, Andrew, who will be six next week, Gabriel, who just turned four, and baby Dominic, who is 20 months. See, that's why I said very, very busy. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I was telling uh, telling you guys earlier that, uh, you know, Gabriel is in school very part-time because it's junior kindergarten, so he's only two hours, three days a week. So it doesn't really give me the break that uh, I could I could use, but I have uh, child care certain days, and I have a lot of support from my family, so... Well, that that that's good. When you when you definitely have four kids, you need the support. You do, and I couldn't imagine not having my in laws close by and my my parents in the same city. Couldn't imagine. Oh, so you're blessed enough to have lots of family support. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, what got you in, into dealing with mortgages and stuff? Like, what interested you do in the wonderful financial world to get you playing in this game? Well, after high school, I did not know what I wanted to do, and I had no urge whatsoever to do a general studies course. I just felt like that was money being thrown away for my life. And so my dad, who is a veteran at Scotiabank, actually, uh, he retired a couple years ago, but he helped me get a job within a branch. I started as a teller. I moved up from there. And when uh, my manager asked me kind of where my next step is, I had no idea. And being in the back office, I set up mortgages and I had the opportunity to learn as I go. And so that really turned me on, if you will, to what kind of opportunities were out there to help people. And when back in the day, Scotiabank used to be extremely conservative. So I wanted to be able to help anybody as opposed to only help people 
with perfect credit and large down payments. And so uh, I did a little bit of training on the side with a mortgage broker years and years ago and uh, decided that's kind of where I want to go. And so uh, my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband, said, just do it. Just do your course and let's just go forward from there. So again, tons of support from from him. And uh, as soon as I passed my course in December, he proposed to me in February. And so we started our life. Hmm. Well, so you grew up with, with a dad that was in the financial industry. I joke around that my family is Scotiabank um, <laughs> and is finance because my grandfather, who passed away about seven years ago, he was the president of the Chamber of Commerce in Manitoba and Winnipeg. And my grandmother worked at Scotiabank as a teller where they had to physically write out people's passbooks. And that's how long ago it was. And then, you know, my dad worked all over the country, all over yeah, the country, I guess, in Canada at different branches. And um, he didn't go to university, but he was able to climb that corporate ladder and uh, found a position that really, really he enjoyed and he was able to excel at over the years. And when he, you know, gave me the opportunity to help me buy my first house, I'm like, I like this. I like this home building or home purchasing and this whole finance aspect. And um, now I couldn't imagine any other position but this for myself at all. What were what were some of the things that you, you learned about money when you were growing up? That it doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> That's the <laughs> big thing. Um, that, you know, savings is also important. I had my first mutual fund when I was 14. And, uh, you know, just putting money away for myself, I uh, bought my first car, thankful to those mutual funds. And um, then I, when my dad told me, you know, you can either go to work and pay rent or you can go to school. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? So he got me the job at Scotiabank and I was paying him 250 bucks a month for rent. Unbeknownst to me, he was putting it into a savings account for me. As soon as I realized that's what the situation was. I was giving him, I worked, I've worked two jobs pretty much my whole life. It's just, it's what I, it's what I like. I like keeping busy, hence the four kids. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I think you kept that up having four kids there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely did. And so, uh, you know, I, I was able to give him, I think it was close to 1500 bucks a month. And he just put all that money away for me. I used, I kept enough of my, like my tips or my cash that I had on me. And, um, yeah, I was able to save up about $18,000, bought my first house in 2003, kind of went on from there. So you, you got your first mutual fund when you were 14. I did, yes. Did you understand what you were doing then? Like I never, ever, 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 ever forget dollar cost averaging. It's the first thing that was like instilled in my brain about mutual funds and, you know, being 14 years old, I had no idea what that even meant. But my dad tried to explain it to me on numerous occasions. And, um, you know, now we're, we're big into our ESPs for our kids and savings and, and whatnot for them so that they have opportunities when they grow up. I mean, Selena is only seven, but, you know, call it 15 years from now. We want her to be able to pay like a, a really nice down payment for her first home. And she's, she is my daughter a hundred percent. She doesn't know what she wants to do. She's seven. It doesn't matter. 
but um, she said some days she wants to be a dentist and other days she wants to be a mortgage broker like me. So, you know, I, I may blush a little bit and giggle when she says that, but I think that um, her personality already, she's a people person. Yeah. So I think she'll, she'll excel in any sort of industry that she goes into. But of course, if she decided to be a broker one day, I wouldn't be upset about it. <laughs> well, you know what? The chances are she could be a dentist and a mortgage broker. It's true. <laughs> she'll probably do... The stats are saying seven total and complete career changes before they retire is is what kids are coming out now because it's yeah. not just I'm, I, I work for Scotiabank now I'm working for TD and now I'm working like total and complete yeah. career changes. She was, yeah. she very well could be a dentist and a mortgage broker and yeah who, who knows? knows what else. One of my clients he worked uh, in in bars and whatnot saving up money and then he also decided to do his real estate course and simultaneously he uh, decided to be an engineer. Oh my! <laughs> All at the same time, that's an awful lot to put on one plate. So your, your son, I know he's not much younger than your daughter. Has he uh, expressed any interest in anything? He loves art. Everything about him is is drawing and uh, even when you see his schoolwork that he's bringing home, he's only in grade one. But um, you can see that if there is some form of like, you know, this is numbers one through four. Here's the words I want you to to write a description of what this word is. And he'll draw a picture, even though he's supposed to write words about what it is. He ends up drawing a picture. So that's what he enjoys doing is, is anything art, anything hockey, anything soccer. That's his life. So are your kids asking you any questions about money? Can they have some? Oh. That's pretty much what it comes down to at this point. <laughs> you know, Selena will say something along the lines of, you know, I want a tablet. And I'm like, well, you need to you need to work for it then. You need to show me that you're mature enough to to be responsible for this piece of like $300 machinery. That's just what needs to happen. So they understand the value of a dollar with the exception of if she has a $5 bill and there's a vending machine, she's going to go to town. <laughs> so, I mean, she's learning what the, what a dollar means and how far one will go. Uh, unfortunately this day and age, a dollar won't go very far, but um, you know, if she saves it, Andrew, he got $2 from the, his, from the tooth fairy and he's kept it in his pocket for the last two weeks. <laughs> Hasn't spent it where Selena finds a quarter on the floor and she's like, okay, how far can I stretch this? <laughs> because she wants to be able to, you know, share her wealth with other people. She's very, very giving, and I appreciate that. Um, whenever there's, like, a food bank drive, she will go, and, and I'll tell her, you know, what products to buy and what not to buy, and I'm like, please don't buy them, you know, a thing of Lysol disinfectant wipes because that's not going to make a difference for them. You need to buy them some food, some pasta, some rice, some bread, just something a little bit better. So she kind of is a little bit cognitive about the fact that she only has $10, she needs to stretch that $10 and buy only certain things. So she's she's good with that. So so you find that your your two older kids have very different money personalities? Very different. Very, very different. My husband actually has a, a degree in finance. And um, it, it's it's what brought us together because we, were, we worked at Scotiabank together. Mm. And just we realized our love for finance and our love for music and kind of brought them together. And now, you know, our kids are in piano and they're trying to learn the value of a dollar and they always want to share. Um, you know, at our church, they go, there's a, they call it the kids charity or children's charity thing. And you can go put up, you know, whether it's, it's a quarter or a nickel or whatever, a loony, 
you can go put it in the children's charity. And they, they really enjoy doing that because they know that there's kids that are going to benefit from them putting, you know, 50 cents in there or whatever the case is. So with, with you and your husband both having a, a strong background in finance and stuff, are you going about any formal ways of trying to teach your kids certain money lessons or how are you guys handling that? It comes down to taking them to the bank and depositing their money and how excited they get when they have, you know, $213 in, in their bank account. They get really excited about that. And, and we tell them that, you know, one day this is what you can buy with that money. Or, you know, Selena really wants a tablet. And I said, well, you just, you save up your money for that. They get money in cash and whatnot from grandparents, birthdays, Christmas, whatever the case is, just randomly because grandma came over, whatever the case is. And, um, Sometimes they're good about keeping it. Uh, there's actually a $50 bill in my drawer, and I'm not sure how that stayed there for so long because there's really no no reason for it. But um, but yeah, that's uh, I mean they they understand that uh, not spending the money is is a way to to save up for the future. They may not like it, but uh, that is something they need to do and they need to learn more about, right? Do you, do you give the kids an allowance at all? No. Is that is that on your radar? Um, at this age, I don't think so. But of course, in the future, when they actually start helping out more with chores and with um, just daily necessities in life, we're hoping that they definitely will come up with uh, some some reasons to to get a little bit of money. So, if you could, if you and your husband could make sure that your kids know three lessons about money. For when they move out of the house, what three things would you want to make sure that the kids thoroughly get? I think every dollar counts because, uh, you know, if you if you want something, and I think working hard for it, working hard for, for every dollar. Uh, my husband worked two jobs as well, Scotiabank and Superstore, um, and did his studies in the, in the middle of those, of those times. And um, that's something that we want our kids to be learning more about as well is just um you know that the value of a dollar and and how hard you have to work to to not make ends meet but to get what you want you know it, it does it costs costs money luckily there are RSP our ESPs are already substantial so it's not something that uh we probably will have to worry too much about yeah i think just hard work and the value of every dollar every dollar counts and one more lesson one more lesson uh savings is key Saving your money, and I guess that goes part and parcel with the every dollar counts thing, right? Just to deposit your money and uh, watch it grow. Don't spend it just because it's there's something that you you saw at Walmart that you have to have. And I and I tell them all the time that you may want this, but it's not a necessity. It's just a want. You need to realize that there's a lot of people in other countries or even different parts of the city that can't afford to have that extra doll go in the basement there's probably 10 of them down there you don't need a new one there's a lot there that you can play with it's not going to make a difference for you and they just have to realize that that um not everybody can afford a new doll and they have to save up for it if they want that or the or the ipad or whatever the case is they have to save up well thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to chat with us it was a pleasure having you on absolutely and i look forward to uh, having another chat with you a different time all right have a good day you too thanks sammy Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. 
Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundations Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fund Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfund.ca.